Legendary activist Fred Hampton Sr. once said, you can kill a revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. Welcome back to the Tim Black Pause podcast. My name is Tim Black. In this edition of Pause with Tim Black, we're going to look at races, democratic races that were lost. That's right. We're going to look at the race in Virginia. We're going to look at the race in New York, Buffalo, New York, as well as New Jersey. We're also going to talk about the Biden effect, the Trump effect, what caused it, and if black people are the blame for whatever the outcome was. We're also going to look at the first ever black female lieutenant governor of Virginia and what her policies are. And if our skin folk, our kin folk, or not, I want to welcome back all the people that have been here, all the people that hold us down. You make this worth it, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. And to all my new listeners, hope that you enjoy this podcast, that you get something out of it, and that you share it with a friend. Help us grow, Johnson. Now, with no more delay, let's get into it. And remember, cut the check. Let's go. Mrs. Black loves me. That's all. Mrs. Black loves me. And my mama loves me. Happy birthday, mom. I love you. Her birthday was only a couple days ago. You guys ready for this? You ready for it? Come on now. If you're ready for this, we got to start this the right way. I'm going to walk you through it, America. Cut the check. Cut the check. See, that wasn't that hard. It was easy to do. Now, all you got to do is call up your representative and tell them the same thing. Cut the check. Cut the check for Native black Americans, American descendants of slaves. Cut the check. That check should have been cut back in 1872. Hell, 1869 at the latest. Should have cut the check and everybody been good. And now we'll be looking back saying, remember that time America gave all those slaves all that land and we settled the deal and slaves were freed and they got land and they got money so they could start living the American dream. Now we're all even and everything's good. Isn't it a good thing we took care of that? Yeah, it's a good thing we took care of that. Just imagine if we didn't take care of that. Oh man, I don't even want to think about it. God, think of all the trouble we'd have. We'd have white people lying. Yeah, then we'd, have to, then we'd have to have critical race theory in our schools. Oh, God, just imagine that. All the tension we'd have. Good thing we cut that check. Yeah, it's a good thing we cut that check. American. Damn right, American. See what we could have had? We could still have that. Cut the check. Instead of lying to yourselves like it's even because half black... Barack Obama, half white, half black Barack Obama became the first president. We got a bunch of dummies going, we're even now. We're even now. That's your reparations. That makes up for five generations of slave slavery, a hundred years of Jim Crow, and continuous discrimination and mass incarceration and environmental injustice. You got Oprah. What's the problem? So as you can see, I'm a big time proponent of reparations and black agendas, okay? Because we need to right the ship, Johnson. But tonight, Johnson, tonight, now this is a primer because I don't even know how my audience feels about this. But I got to do it, Johnson. I got to talk about politics. I got to talk about electoral politics. Now, I can't run away from this. The Democrats got their asses smoked, Johnson. Smoked. I was waiting for Chris Tucker to stand over the Democratic Party and say, you got knocked the fuck out. I was waiting for that to happen. I was thinking Chris Tucker's going to run out and stand over the Democratic Party, right over the dunk and just say, damn, man, you got knocked the fuck out. I expected for DJ Pooh to run in the car and cry in the car. 
This was horrible, Johnson. Let's get serious for a minute. What took place in Virginia is a warning. Yeah, it's a warning, Johnson. It's a foreshadowing of things to come. The Democratic Party is sinking fast. Do you realize they lost the race in Virginia and what that means, Johnson? Do you get it? I don't think people get it. I don't think they understand it. I don't think they really have wrapped their heads around the enormity of the loss. Biden's only been in office less than a year, right? We're a year away from Trump. And already the new car smell has worn off on Biden. That was quick. The Democrats are supposed to win Virginia handily. Biden took Virginia by 10 points. And then Republicans was like, not in my house. No, no, no. Not in my house. That's what happened last night. Terry McAuliffe, he ate the tarmac. He crashed on the tarmac. The bread didn't toast. The wheel didn't roll. The water wasn't wet. The candle wouldn't light. The Slim Jim wouldn't bite. Wouldn't work. The battery wouldn't start. The cow didn't moo. The cat didn't meow. The stars didn't twinkle. That dog didn't hunt. The vanilla pudding didn't vanilla pud. I don't know. It just didn't work out for you. But I actually have data a data about the event that took place. This is a hor- horrific thing if you're a Democratic Party person. And look, and I want people to know, don't go blaming black folks for what happened in Virginia. We ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah, one thing black people have a pretty good idea about what we know how to do, guys, is stay way out the way. Yeah, it's the art. It's an art that we've mastered over the years by necessity. Staying way out the way. Not just out the way, way out the way. Right out the way. We had nothing to do do with this. See, everybody loves to blame blacks. If something goes wrong, blame a black. Bab. That's it, blame a black. Whenever anything doesn't work out right, there'll be somebody blaming a black. And sometimes the people that blame a black are blacks. Because it pays to blame a black. It's a nice way to slide. Slide. Like Floyd Mayweather, slide, the, slide that jab. Just slide that jab. You try to stiff him, he slides it. Greatest defensive fighter ever. Why? Because he slides. And that's what white America does, especially Democrats. They slide. Oh, so do the Republicans. They slide, the, they slide responsibility and pass it on to blacks. So we got to stay way out the way. But this time, the numbers don't lie, Johnson. So you're going to hear a lot of talk over the next couple of days as the Democrats attempt to do damage control. You're also going to see some Democrats run out, act like they're saying something, you know, unique. And all they did was watch the Tim Black show. Because I told you guys this yesterday. Yesterday, live, when I found out that Terry McAuliffe had lost... I was already giving them sound bites that they could use, and some of them used them. But you don't think they come to gender to independent media and start picking from the commentators to get shit right? Of course, they can't use the vernacular that I use because they're not free men or women. But the sentiment holds the same. The Democratic Party lost Virginia. For a number of reasons. We got exit polls. We don't have to guess. We didn't gotta we ain't gotta see if our knees are knocking or if we got an itch on the back of our necks. We don't need to go to any wives' tales or any men's tales for that matter to come up with the the reasons why. We can count the ways. Terry McCullough just wasn't as well liked as he needed to be in order to win this thing. No, he just wasn't. People weren't feeling him. In fact, people like Biden more. I'm kind of torn. I don't know if that's it or they just liked getting rid of Trump more. These things are hard to tell the difference between. Get what I'm saying? It appears that Trump had outworn his welcome in Virginia. 
Virginians weren't buying into Trump. In fact, if you look at look closely, the Democrats didn't have the worst plan because, by and large, Trump was more of a, was a drag on Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin, the winner, the new governor of Virginia. He was a drag on him. Trump did not help Glenn Youngkin. But Youngkin was smart enough to tell Trump, don't bring your ass to Virginia. I got this. Yeah, he was like, I got this. And he was right, because he did have this, Johnson. But Terry McAuliffe was not so bright, as if Terry McAuliffe has it in control. That's one thing about the Democratic Party. You don't control nothing. People need to recognize that about the Democratic Party. Whoever has their hands on the purse strings runs the party. And for the last 20, 30 years, it's been the Clintons. Terry McAuliffe. Here goes some important here goes some important points. White women bailed on the Democrats. That's right. White women bailed on the Democrats. They didn't like Terry McAuliffe. Now they didn't like Trump, but they really didn't like Terry McAuliffe. I mean, we're talking about a 15-point swing to the GOP. There was no such swing with the blacks. We like the New Jack Swing, but we did not New Jack Swing to the Republicans. That's right. And don't tell us we stayed home. We didn't stay home. Black voters didn't go crazy. Black voters went black voters. We still came out. In fact, Terry McCullough got a lot of votes. In fact, there was record-setting votes cast. It's not that people weren't interested. The problem that Terry McAuliffe had is too many people were interested. That's right. The democracy worked too well. That's right. People came out. Terry McAuliffe got 600,000 more votes than the last time we had an election, the last uh, Virginia governor's election. That's right. 600,000 more votes. Problem is, <laughs> Yunkin got more than that. So this was a very enthusiastic voting session. A lot of people came out on this, on this election day. Back to the back to white women, but white women, I'm not letting you off the hook. Because if it was black women, we never hear the end of it. Oh, we never hear the end of it. Mary J. Blige had to come out and sing another song, had to serenade some white woman or something. Van Jones would have to cry on air. And I don't know. Mark Lamont Hill might have to actually say something with his chest. Roland Martin might have to dance with Hillary. I don't know. Something would have to happen. All the stars would have to line up. Man, when I burn bridges, I burn bridges. Point is this, guys. I want to make this crystal clear to you. The exit polls show that white people just didn't like Terry. The blacks liked him just fine. Now, black women fell a couple of points, which was astonishing. But they liked Yunkin more than they liked Trump. We're only talking about a three-point differential, okay? Nothing major, no big 15-point swing. But, well, we want to keep it honest and keep the data points in line. We're going to tell the truth on this show. So, uh, what else happened? Here goes the top issues that were concerns that made white women give the election to the Republican. Economy, taxes, education, and abortion. Those are the things that make people vote for Yunkin. Those are their top issues. And that's the order in which they went. For the Democrats, the order was coronavirus, Education, economy, abortion, and taxes. So you notice a major difference there. We're talking about a major difference. Like coronavirus for Democrats was like the main thing. Like 80% of Democrats were concerned with it. The, Demo the, the Republicans, not so much. As in almost not at all. It was almost like 20%. Like they really are not concerned with it. In fact, that was one of the biggest ideological differences as well. The mandates, all the mandates, 
and the woman dates. School curriculum. Oh, God. Here we go with the critical race theory stuff. Hold everything, guys. I'm so tired of hearing this. No one, no kids in elementary school or high school are taught, are taught critical race theory. It's a grad school level skill set. And it's part of grad school level curriculums. But no one cared. No one listened. No one believed it. Okay? It got to the point where if you said, give me that black eraser, they said, oh, critical race theory. Because anytime you brought up black people in any, any way in a classroom, people grouped it into critical race theory. And I'm telling you, man, the Republicans did a damn good job of poisoning the well on any type of black history. I mean, if things keep up the way they're going in a couple years, if you open up a history book and you see a black person in it, I'd be surprised. They all would totally rearrange history. Black people weren't, weren't slaves. We were chauffeurs and butlers like Benson and, uh, and Morgan Freeman and Driving Miss Daisy. We were roommates. For some reason, we had to always sleep in the sleep outside, though. Way strange relationship. That's how bad it's getting. But people in Virginia cared, particularly white women. See, I want people to understand. I don't want Ira me to be alone out here. A lot of people that support my show. I want you to understand this. All my all my ten black Wolfpack people, understand this. White women did not like critical race theory. They do not like it. I know you may know some cool white women, but in Virginia, Lord have mercy. I saw a couple of white women online saying, "I feel ashamed to be a white woman." No, that's the opposite. Don't type that. That helps them. Never say that. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. That's the problem. Okay, so what else? Uh, vaccines. Oh, guys, you got, look, guys, Terry McAuliffe, to me, he never got the stink off of him of being Hillary's guy. So, Hillary's not popular. In what world is she popular? I don't know. Okay? There's got to be one or two people that like Hillary. Send me their names. Here's the deal, guys. Check this out. That's like an old school rap joint. You, you put together vaccines, vaccine mandates or vaccine testing or vaccines in, uh, in general, and you add critical race theory, and you got yourself a perfect get-out-of-jail-free card, a perfect get-out-of-Democrat-Governor card handed out in Virginia. And that's what took place. Now, we can make it about Terry's hair. We can make it about his ties to the Clintons. But the table was kind of set for him to lose. The only way I think Terry could have beat this thing is I look at the exit polls. Because, see, I, look, I'm one of those people that was like, I, I'm through with electoral politics. I want to be, but I can't because it's my job. And, damn it, it's part of what's going on. And you know what? Black people need politics to work for us in order to get a fair shake in this country. We got to hold them electorally responsible. We have to hold them responsible at the ballot box. And, yes, not everything can't be done through electoral politics. But, damn it, some things can be done. And there are, only some, and there are things that can be done nowhere else. Put it that way. You got to take out the garbage. You got to wash the big pans and the pots, even if you don't want to. Because if not, there's no way to eat. And, and also because you don't want to have a lot of roaches. You add the vaccine, you add critical race theory, you got yourself a perfect storm. And then you add Terry McAuliffe. Not really, I don't, I, I, I don't know why people think that this guy's good. I don't know why. I don't know how he got the, how to get it. How you get the nomination? Oh, that's right. I was told he got the nomination by throwing two black women under the bus to get it. That's what I heard. Hmm. I wonder if that has something to do with, to do with turnout. Being a little lower, I don't know. I don't think it did, Johnson. Turnout was good. It's just they didn't want him. This was a repudiation, not just of Terry McAuliffe, a repudiation of Obama, a repudiation of Biden, a repudiation of Kamala, a repudiation of Stacey Abrams. 
and something bottoms to the Mike's friend. Lance Bottoms, Keisha Lance Bottoms. That's bad, Johnson. How can you bring all these people in from out of town and still stink up the place? I'll tell you why. White men and white women don't like Terry and they don't like Joe Biden and they're sick of him already and they want a do-over. That's what it was. And they are more energized. That's where the fire is. That's where the electricity is. It's in the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party. And why should it be a fire and electricity in the Democratic Party when the Democratic Party ain't doing nothing for black voters? I told you time and time again, the black voters were a set. And not just because, not just because it's ethical, Screw ethics. Because it's your own self-preservation. Dumb, dumb. The Democrats will never win if the black vote ain't there for them. As proven recently, if you screw the pooch totally with the white voters, you ain't going to get the vote anyway. But you don't have a shot in hell unless you have black support. The only reason why you even had a shot, Terry McCullough, is that you had black support. But I'm going to tell you something that's going on. Come here. Check this out. I noticed a different sea change. I noticed something totally different than I've noticed before with black voters online. I noticed something that was different than last couple of election cycles when the knee-jerk reaction is to blame black folks when things don't go white. You know what it was? I had a lot of black people saying, we want credit for it. We want credit for the loss. Give me the credit. <laughs> so this is, <laughs> this is something Van Jones can't tell you. Because I'm the first one to tell you. And anybody else you hear repeat this, they got it for Tim Black. A number of black voters, a number of my black Americans here, you know what they were saying? Give us the smoke. We want the smoke. We want blame for it. Go, Brandon, go. Not me. I didn't say it. They said it. I'm here to tell you. That's what's going on now. I didn't know enough about what was happening in this race. But I do know, typically, black people get mad when you try to blame them for stuff. That right now, there are black people mad at me. Democrats, for even making the title what it is. Because they want ownership of this loss. They want to feel like, yeah, we told you. Mess with us, lose. Don't mess with us, lose. You better mess with us. Black people know what that is. White people, ask your black friends what I mean by that. If you ain't gonna mess with us, don't mess with us. You feel what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, if you don't pay attention to the needs of black, your black constituencies, meaning mess with us, then you ain't going to mess with us. So that means you ain't going to have our support. And that's what happened. So black people want to own this. This is black people flexing their muscle. And now something else you might want to know. Independents don't like Joe Biden. Or Terry McAuliffe. Independents and white women through this race. I'm trying to tell you, Johnson. That's what the numbers say. The numbers show. Now, now listen, let me, let me read you these. I want this to be right, because this is where the numbers come in. Let's get the numbers right, Tim. Independent voters, they favorite Youngkin, 54 to 45. Those same independent voters went for, went for Biden, 57 to 38, over Trump. I rest my case. That's right. That's right. Independents cut for Youngkin. That means something. That's very, very, very important, Johnson, because that says, just a little, you know, the Panera Bread people, they always use somebody. They throw somebody there. The Kosi Sandwich Shop or the people that go to Pot Bellies, or, I don't know, Costco Shoppers, whatever they want to name, put, put a name. It used to be Starbucks, but now everybody goes to Starbucks. So they try to pick a white place. I don't know. What's a white place? Whole Foods, Whole Foods shoppers. That's it, Whole Foods. Well, all your Whole Foods shoppers went Trump. Oh, they went Yunkin, which is like almost like going Trump. You understand what I'm saying? 
He was a Trump guy who didn't want Trump to come down and campaign for him. Meaning, he's smarter than Trump. I watched my back around this guy. Here goes a couple of other facts, okay, about this race. White voters, 38% for McAuliffe, 62% for Yunkin. Biden did better with 45% to Trump's 53 Black voters, 86% for McAuliffe, 13% for Youngkin. It did a little bit better for Biden, 89 and 10. But not much of a difference. We're talking about three points. Uh, Hispanic voters, 66 for McAuliffe, 32 for Youngkin. Actually, Hispanics like Terry. More Hispanics, or they like Trump better. I don't know. They voted for Trump 36% and Biden 61%. So they fell a little bit on the Democrat side. Maybe it's something the way Biden's handling his presidency so far. You never really know what really rubbed off on the folks. But I told you about the columns that matter. Economy, taxes, education. That's what matters to the voters. White men like Yunkin more than they like Trump in Virginia. Who knew that? That's another problem. So, Terry McCullough, his campaign wasn't so much of him running on something. He ran against Trump. He made Yunkin Trump. And so did Obama. Obama came down with a blistering speech calling out Donald Trump. Joe Biden came down and gave a speech. God, that's embarrassing. A sitting president comes down and goes on a stump for you and you still lose. You still lose a state you won. Oh, that's embarrassing, Johnson. Oh, God, cover that up. That cut's going to get infected. Get some iodine. Oh, that's nasty. That's going to leave a mark, Johnson. The Trump supporters came out of droves. And some of the Biden supporters became Yunkin supporters. Oops. And it's only been a year, Johnson. What's changed in a year? A lot. You didn't get those bills passed. Anything else? Ah, black men and black women. They stayed much, mostly steady where they were. Can't blame them, even though some want the blame. They want the blame because they want the change. If you're afraid to get the, if you're afraid to get the blame, you're not gonna get the change you want, and that's the way it's been articulated. So what about Biden's response? Biden's out here. What he want, man? God, twenty twenty two is right around the corner. Biden goes down and campaigns in the state they should have won, and they lose a big time embarrassment. So Biden's at a he's at a speech or he's at a press conference, and it's about climate change or something. And they ask him, "What would you do different? How'd you screw this up?" They start blaming Biden for the loss. Like, what happened there? You went down there to help out. Looks like you didn't help out that much. And Biden's response was, the people are upset. Yeah, the people are upset. Who are they upset with, Joe? You, Joe. That's who they're upset with. They're upset with you. You're the guy in charge, Joe. I know you may not realize it, but you are the president. I know it took you three tries. But it happened. Ta-da! The buck stops with you. And if people are upset, you get to carry that weight. The same way when the people are happy, you get to carry that weight. Or you get to be light as a feather, so to speak. He said the people are upset. They're uncertain about a lot of things, like COVID, like school, like jobs, a whole range of things. And this is where I got a problem with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's job is to make people feel better about those things. There may not be anything you could do about all these things. Who, who could have? I mean, COVID is out the blue. I mean, you know, you, you got this thing, you got to deal with a pandemic. A pandemic. How could you prepare for that? But it's been a year, Joe. You knew it coming in, okay? And you got the team it's supposed to have the smartest and the brightest. And it's your job to make people feel better about what's going on in the country. 
And other than COVID, these are regular things. Jobs, economy. He says a gallon of gasoline has people pissed off. They do, Joe. But what are you going to say to make people feel confident that you're going to get the freaking bus out the ditch? Instead, all we got is you, Kalto on the cinema. Kalto Cinema. Her name rhymes with an enema, and you are kowtowing to her. This should be against the law. Cinema shows up to the White House like she just woke up and went to the mailbox. Cinema shows up to the White House. I'm sorry. Cinema shows up to Capitol Hill like she just went to check the mail. Cinema shows up at Capitol Hill like she's going to the airport. Cinema shows up at, at Capitol Hill dressed like She's on a Zoom call. What the hell is wrong with cinema? And you mean to tell me this carrot is holding up progress? I'm not buying it, Johnson. I'm not buying it. It looks like a lot of Americans ain't buying it. And damn sure Virginia didn't buy it. And don't get me started on Mansion. This Barney Rubble-looking motherfucker should not be holding up progress. Take him in the back room and deal with him. That's the only shot you got, Democrats. That's it. That's all. I want you to know, a part of me don't want you to get it right. A part of me thinks you ain't suffered enough. See, black people were born suffering. We created the blues. We created every major news genre in America. We did that. We created it through pain and agony and through suffering. And I don't think white people have suffered enough. I don't think the Democratic Party suffered enough. Not enough to want to change. They suffered enough to say stupid stuff on Twitter. It's suffered enough to send out a lot of thumbs down when Reverend Dr. Robert Turner goes on Vice and talks about reparations. But they didn't suffer enough to want to change shit. I'm trying to tell you guys, the only way that you're going to get something out of Joe Biden, the only way you get what you want, progressives, the only way you get what you want is if we get what we want. Little historical context. You wanted your Medicare for all? You think you wonder why America doesn't have universal health care? Because racist white people would rather watch other white people die before black people got health coverage for free. That's why. In true to form, showing that the apple don't fall far from the tree, Americans are still willing to die. White Americans, bigger than white Americans, are still willing to die, whether explicitly biased or implicitly biased. Willing to let, to let not themselves die, they're good. But they're willing, they're willing to let their brothers and sisters die if it means not giving free health care to black people. Oh, and now you can add in Mexicans. So, they're willing to lose. And the Democrats are willing to lose if it means they have to give reparations to black people. Or even a black agenda. A black agenda. Well, for more on this, you need to go to my YouTube channel. I got uh, full coverage of the uh, Terry McAuliffe and the Virginia uh, whole situation. India Walton. Should be the next, or should be the mayor of Buffalo, New York right now. She should be. She won fair and square. She beat the incumbent, four-time repeat offender, Byron Brown. Alf-looking mofo. He lost fair and square. He lost to an upcoming Democratic Socialist. with better ideas, a newcomer to politics. Oh, by the way, so is Yonkin, by the way. See how that worked? But somehow, the Democrats are able to stop the newcomer. How'd they do that? By breaking its own damn rules. How'd they do that? By having a candidate so dirty and underhanded that they lose to a fellow Democrat and then run as a write-in candidate just to steal it.
here goes the trick, guys. If you want to find out if who you're watching is worth their salt, if you want to know if who in cable news media is really on the up and up, how did they frame the race between India Watson and Byron Brown? If they don't have the cojones to say that Byron Brown sold this shit, hey, not only did he not only did he not accept losing to a fellow Democrat, not only did he sabotage her, smear her, and then run as a write-in to thwart a Democrat, but he found his paperwork late, should not even been able to be a write-in candidate, but he has so much pull and connections, they look the other way. So my point is this. If you're watching cable media, and I look, I'm not telling you what to watch. People don't like me telling them what to watch. I get it. All I'm saying is, maybe you should take a look at who you're watching. If they didn't frame it that way for you, how can you trust them? I mean, you know, I mean, can you trust them? I wouldn't if I were you, but you know, I'm just a black guy, you know, who talks loud. I don't know, that's why I point that out. Because there's no way in hell, if it would have been reversed, there's no way in hell that if a progressive candidate had lost a race and then somehow pried themselves back on the ballot through cheating, first of all, it never would have happened. Because there's no status quo. There's no institutional power that progressives hold that will get them back in the race. You file your paperwork late, screw you. Get the hell out of here is what they would have told her. But by some miracle, just so I can reframe it, if it was possible for India Walton to lose and then somehow get on the ballot, even though it was past the deadline, to be on the ballot as a write-in, the fact that she would have been challenging another Democrat twice, There'd never be the end of it. You never hear the end of it. They would never stop talking about it. I don't care who it was. Chris Hayes would be talking about it. Shepard Smith. Shit, Tucker Carlson would have a field day with it. Don Lemon wouldn't shut up about it. Ari. Thought we was cool, Ari. Ari Melba would do a hip-hop, hip-hop rap themed show and somehow wedging something about Nas or Jay-Z. It seemed cool. Show off his skills, his, you know, encyclopedia-like awareness of hip-hop, his discography of Dark Side or Far Side and Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole or something, right? But no, nothing. Fucking nothing, Johnson. Absolutely zero. And it pisses me off that this black woman was thrown under the bus by this corny, 10-speed and brown shoe-looking motherfucker. I said it. By this turncoat bastard, and there's nothing. Now, I have, I have no reason not to believe that India Walton wouldn't have made change for Buffalo, New York. Lord knows if they somehow elected this squirmy rat bastard, they need it. Hey, no, I don't even know that much about Buffalo, New York, but if that's your guy, and this is for the fifth time, that's, that's the same guy, that's the guy you keep getting, they need all the help they can get. Take a break. Reassess. I mean, if you're going to get screwed, at least get screwed by someone new. Jesus Christ, stop going back and forth to the same person. All right. All right. Speaking of Van Jones, Van Jones made some comments about uh, some of what's been going on. Because uh, New Jersey was too close. It's not just Virginia, guys. It's New Jersey. Okay, so one of my callers last night brought up the New Jersey race. And it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy what's going on in New Jersey. I can't believe it. But the Democrat pulled it out. Murphy, by the skin of his teeth, he wins re-election. Look, guys, this is not good. This is not good. New Jersey has Cory Booker. Hi, I'm Cory Booker. If you got, hi, I'm Cory Booker. My girlfriend's name is Rosario Dawson. Cable, oh, let's have love. Everyone love each other. If you had that guy, you have to, you have to go with the Democrat. And Murphy Burley won. 
It's impossible. He said, should be considered impossible. That's the situation. That's what happened. Uh, Dana Bash, she talked about it. High-profile Dems want to help, but they failed. High-profile Dems want to help, but they all failed. They all went down and they failed. Well, that was Virginia. What about, what about Jersey? Just a bad situation. Like, what was it? Oh, I know what it was. Mandates. People hate mandates. Americans don't want to be told to do what, whatever. Even if you mean well, they don't give a shit. It's part of being American. They don't want to be told to put on a mask. Or they don't want to be tested. So that's what happened. Uh, Murphy, probably because he had these mandates, he's one of the he's one of the only he was one of the last governors uh, to pull the mask mandate. Okay, uh, and uh, apparently they didn't like that down there. And what else? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, but there were things, it was like these wedge issues that impacted the race in New Jersey. But the Democrat took that. But once again, it's nothing to brag about. You were supposed to win. You're supposed to win that. Okay. Now, just to show a spirit of uh, the fact of the matter is both parties suck, Johnson. Oh, man, that's so that's so good. You ever heard that before? Both parties suck, Johnson. It's a phrase that I started using like three or four years ago. Four years ago, okay? I got buttons. I did a comedy special. It's entitled, Both Parties Suck, Johnson. Uh, I think it was Racism Sucks. And then I said Both Parties Suck. Okay, here's the thing. I want what's best for black people. Ironically, what's best for black people is what's, what's, what's best for America. That's sort of how that works. Not to mention, black people are Americans. Oh, God. I know you forget sometimes, don't you? It's almost like we're a country unto ourselves. So that's my number one priority because we're the ones on the bottom. And it's been that way strategically. There's no way you end up with less than 2% of everything in the country unless without a lot of trying by your U.S. government. Yeah, 2% of the doctors, 2% of the lawyers, and 50% of the homeless population. But there's something that happened in Virginia that a lot of people on the Democratic side might not be talking about. So let me talk about it to show my independent bona fides. I'm with whoever means better for us. A lieutenant governor, the first black female lieutenant governor, Winsom Sears. That's right. I said it. What's wrong? Problem, Dems. Okay, so she has some things she ran on that I thought were pretty cool. I didn't even know anything about her until she won. Like I said, I've been checking out electoral politics. I'm too busy focusing on the black agenda, focusing on reparations, focusing on other issues. And then I look around and we got the first lieutenant black female governor. A uh, couple things she ran on. She ran on. Keeping Virginia safe. Oh, God. But hear her out. She wants to give it to the parole board. I don't know if I like that or not. Sounds like somebody wants to keep people locked up, Johnson. Don't like. Unlike. But I do like this. Reduce law enforcement interactions with police by increasing the use of handheld photo speed enforcement. So, my thing is this. If she adds to that, no more pulling people over for not using signals. No more broken light, broken taillight policing. Like, you can't pull people over for nonsense. Then I'm with you, sister. But you got to add that part. Because, see, as much as I want to support this, because the goal is to get to less interactions with cops, right? Well, you got to add other stuff in there. Not just the speed camera being the only way you can pull people over. See, my thing is you want to end racial profiling. And one way you end racial profiling is you stop giving them the ability to pull people over to begin with. That's the way you help end racial profiling. Raising the, raising the pay of state troopers, 
deputies, correction officers, and police officers? How about raising the bar on the level of what it takes to be a law enforcement professional? How about that? How about that, sister? No one asked her this? Who was she running against? So, see, that's why I can't support because a shit like this. Now, she's a military, ex-military. I think she was a Marine. So, she's, you know, all law enforcement, which is not bode well. I want an inqualified immunity. I support inqualified immunity. It's one of the cornerstones of this channel. And then we got this lieutenant governor who I want to feel happy about. But then again, all skin folk ain't kin folk. And I don't know anything about this lady. So I'm learning this all on the fly. And I don't like this. Truth in sentencing means they want to take away the discretion that the judge has in order to give lenient, more lenient sentences to offenders with extenuating circumstances. That don't sound like a sister of mine. And we all know mass incarceration is a thing, right? How could you be black and not know over-incarceration of black people? How could you be black and not know the history of our law enforcement, the history of our judicial system, as it pertains to black Americans? How could you not know that? Oh, that's right. She's from Jamaica. So people, when you say Tim Black, what's wrong? She's a Republican, Tim. Is that why you don't like her? I don't like her fucking policies. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like Democrats doing this. Hell, I didn't like these policies back when Kamala did them. That's what you don't understand. That's what you don't get. See, they love to frame us. They love to frame Tim Black, right? As a guy who just likes Democrats. Well, that ain't even fucking true. I call Democrats out like jelly beans, just like sunflower seeds. No problem. But my main focus is policy. Okay? Her policies suck. This is not good. This is not good for someone who covers as much police interactions, the one uh, someone who covers as much of uh, the injustice of our justice system. It's not good. I don't care if she's the first black lieutenant governor of Virginia. She's not the first sellout black person in politics. Second highest office in Virginia. This I don't like. Now she did have some stuff on her website about uplifting, uplifting black Americans. And I like that. That sounds good. But what are you going to do? Well, she has this thing called Create a Black Virginians Advisory Cabinet to the Governor. Okay. That sounds good in theory. But if you really think about it, it's bullshit. What's an advisory board? And if there are people working at the behest of you, do they have any authority whatsoever? Hell no. So they're going to be kissing your ass to keep their jobs, which means they're not going to tell you shit you don't want to do or shit you don't want to know, and they're going to shut up when you disagree with them because they serve at the behest of you. I'm going to hire some people underneath me to tell me what I want them to tell me. Make a once-in-a-generation investment in historically black colleges and universities. I don't know what that means. Stop thinking that the only way to help black people is by giving to HBCUs. Not all black people go to HBCUs. Talk about discrimination. Damn it, Johnson. Hey, seriously. All right, last thing. Create a 10 legacy wealth startup incubators. Create 10 legacy wealth startup incubators in black communities to promote black entrepreneurship. I don't know what that is, but that sounds good. That sounds good. You know what sounds better? Cut the check!
That's what sounds better, Johnson. It sounds better because it makes sense. It sounds better because it's long overdue. It sounds better because when black people get money, they're going to spend it. And that money's going to go back into the community. Now, what needs to happen is those black people who get those checks need to spend that money with black businesses. And that's what white people do, and that's what the Asians do. That's what a lot of other groups do. They circulate their dollars. We need to have businesses that we can spend our money with, though. That's where it comes in. And to the people that, t- that sent me the story, like, Tim, cover her. What's wrong? She black. She black. She a woman. So what's she Republican? I covered it. And I don't like what I'm covering. But it's not because she's black. It's because of what she stands for, what she's pushing. This is not my politics. I want a more radical approach to politics. Because we're in a very important, pivotal time for black people. The numbers show black people are almost are approaching the cliff. And I don't mean Cliff Huxtable. I mean the cliff of being zeroed out as far as wealth in this country. But we're at 2%. And we're headed the wrong direction. That might not be important to you. But it's important to me. And I don't have time to play the identity game about with this person, what kind of home, what kind of comb she uses, what kind of music she listens to. I don't care about what's on her Spotify playlist. I care about what's in here and what's in here, baby. I care about what's in her heart and in her mind. Heart and mind. That's what matters. That's what should matter to you. That's what should matter to all of us. All right, that's it. Friday, phone lines will be open on the Tim Black Show at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wherever you're watching this, come back for that. Dial for dollars. Well, dial for the show and uh, contribute your comments to the show. Also, join the Tim Black Wolfpack. If you like this content, if you realize what I realize, wow, this is a unique, unique show. Well, become a part of it. Hey, which you don't support gets co-opted or goes, or goes away. I don't want to get co-opted, but I got to feed my family, and I don't want to go away because I got to feed my family. So let's work this out together, all right? Go to jointimblack.com or go to Patreon. Become a member. Put your dollar where your heart is and where your politics is and your best interest is. We need nothing to hold it back or so help me God. I'm Tim Black. I'm out of here. I got number love for you. Real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter. Tim Black and that on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Yeah, I know. I'm there anyway. Wolfpack. Johnson's. Cut the check.